My kids want a dog, but I looked at our little yard and our crazy life and the fact that the kids are only there part-time and I have to leave for work at the crack of dawn, so it just wouldn't work for us or the dog because a pet is a full-time commitment and not everyone can take that on, even though pets are great for our mental health and often our social lives too. Maybe you're renting or you travel a lot or your partner is allergic or it's just too expensive right now. But there are options if you want to provide part-time care for a pet. Let's look at some solutions, how it might work and who it might suit with Nadia Paris. She's the Animal Welfare Manager at RSPCA in Victoria. Nadia, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. What animals does the RSPCA foster out and what, what does that involve for the carers? Sure. Well, we've got, um, as you can imagine, dogs, cats, puppies and kittens. Um, So that's the usual. But we also have guinea pigs, rabbits, rats, ferrets, even livestock like chickens that need foster. Ferrets. Is there a big market for foster ferrets? Uh, We'd like it to be a little bit bigger, but, you know, we know that they're a a little bit of a niche pet, but, you know, we do have them available for foster. Well, and now more people know that, so you might be inundated with calls. Who knows? Why is there a need, Nadia, for the temporary care of fostering as opposed to straight-up adoption for some animals? Yeah, so, look, there's lots of different reasons why we need foster carers. You know, sometimes we can get, um, you know, junior pets in, there may be cats or, you know, kittens that are a little bit young um, that just need to be with a foster carer while they get ready for de-sexing um, puppies as well um, to, you know, your slightly more challenging areas like behaviour where we need to get them out of the shelter environment and really see what they're like in a home. So does that mean there's a, a range of levels of need that perhaps you might still be able to foster even if you need to go into your workplace from time to time? Absolutely. Um, You know, we've got animals that require lots of different things. You know, if you're a first time foster carer, maybe a puppy or a kitten might be something easy, um, you know, to sort of dip your toe into fostering, Uh, you know, or if you've got lots of time at home and you're willing to put that into an animal, we've got animals that, you know, sort of need long term care as well. Do you need much experience? The great thing is um, our foster program provides lots of training. Uh, So if you've got, you know, passion for learning behaviour or, you know, you're at home and you'd like to look after an animal that might be requiring some surgery, um, our foster team will help um, do all the training around what you need to look after those animals. And I understand there's some kind of in-kind support as well. Like you, su- you supply some of the things that would be needed we, for that animal. We do, we do. So at RSPCA Victoria, our foster program is designed to be flexible and we cover all the costs relating to the animals. Okay, so food, vet bills, litter, all that kind of thing? Everything is all supplied. So financially, uh, there is no out-of-pocket fees for our foster carers. Now I know that your switchboard's going to light up, Nadia, as soon as you get off the line here. <laughs> I hope so. How flexible is fostering? Can can you take it on for a few weeks or months at a time or does it need to be a kind of longish commitment? No, it doesn't at all. Um, generally, it'll be somewhere between two to six months. As two weeks to six months, I should say. Um, so, you know, those those quick, easy two-week ones could be, um, like I said, those kittens or those puppies that um, just need to be a little bit older before they come in for de-sexing. Um, so, you know, they are a good real short-term foster um, if people are looking for that. I'm trying to imagine handing back a tiny kitten that I'd been fostering for a few weeks until it got slightly larger. Do you ever get people saying, yeah. actually, I want to adopt it now? 
We do, we do. And I know that that's probably one of the hardest things with fostering. Um, And I think my advice, and look, it's difficult for me, I foster as well, um, is just knowing that fostering allows you to make a difference in the lives of multiple animals over your, you know, foster time, whereas adoption, you know, is a long-term commitment to one or two. So fostering is, you know, something that we're very passionate about and it really does help many, many lives of animals in the shelter. I imagine you wouldn't be too upset if someone said, I am going to adopt this animal and take full-time care of it either. Is it, Would that be a problem? Absolutely not. Okay, Absolutely great. not. I imagine, yeah, I can see that happening a lot. Nadia, thanks so much for explaining a little bit about fostering to us and good luck with the uh, avalanche of calls. Thank you. Fingers crossed, hoping for it. Yes. Nadia Pierce, she's the Animal Welfare Manager at RSPCA in Victoria. And RSPCAs all across the country, unfortunately, often have more animals than they can cope with. So even taking an animal to foster, I imagine, would be helpful, though adoption would be also great. What about you? Have you found some kind of arrangement even if you can't have an animal full-time all the time, that means you get to hang out with an animal because they can be so lovely to hang around with, can't they? Whether that's a lizard or a bird or a ferret, as you heard Nadia say, they have them up for fostering, or your usual dog or cat. Have you found a kind of part-time pet arrangement? Jessica Jansen is the founder of a platform called Dog Share. It's an online platform that connects dog owners with dog lovers to help out with some walks or look after a dog when you can't be there. Jessica, welcome to Life matters. Thank you for having me. Tell us a bit how this project started and why a noisy dog was so key to it. Yes, so it was definitely a a lived experience for us. About 12 years ago, we brought Duke into our lives, who is a uh, very energetic German shorthead pointer. They're quite an athletic breed. Um, And he had a little bit of anxiety as well. He's, he's, um, that's a a predisposition of the breed. Um, and I was working full time as was my husband at the time. We had a couple of young kids. And despite the fact that we thought we'd done a lot of research into the breed and we're, you know, big animal lovers, we were still quite overwhelmed by the amount of exercise, company, care that he needed. Um, and while we were doing our very, very best to give all of that to him, we, uh, by chance, met with someone in the dog park that had another young boisterous dog, a border collie. And Tom and I struck up a relationship where uh, Tom would walk our two dogs of a morning and I would walk the two dogs of an afternoon. And we had that arrangement for around six or nine months before Tom moved out of the area. And I was left uh, wondering if anyone else would be interested in some kind of arrangement that was similar. Yeah, your dog uncle moves away. What do you do? You you start an online platform. Tell us how it works. So users sign up and create a profile. Um, without the romance, it, it's actually very similar to, I guess, an online dating platform. You create a profile for yourself. Uh, you can see the profiles of other dog owners or dog helpers, as we call them, so people that don't have a dog. Uh, And you can view all of those profiles, have a look at the ones that are going to be the most suitable match for you, and then reach out and make some introductions. Um, We suggest that you chat online for quite some time getting to know one another. And when you're feeling comfortable with that arrangement and you think it might be a good pairing, then you can organise a first meet up with a, a dog walk. 
We've had a text come in. I'm looking after my sister's dog for a month while her family's overseas. I also co-care for my neighbour's cat because my neighbour's a pilot and travels a lot. My elderly cat of 20 years passed away earlier this year and co-care of animals is one of my favourite things now, especially now everyone's back at work and I can work from home. That's from Lisa in Geelong in Victoria. We're speaking with Jessica Jansen, who's the founder of an online platform that helps dog owners and dog helpers uh, get together. Jessica, that's an interesting decision to, to bring in non-dog owners. So it's not just, hey, let's meet up at the park, but it's, uh, you know, and, and let our dogs hang out. It's, would you like to also hang out with my dog at different times? Why did you make that decision to include those people? Interesting question. It was, um, we were overwhelmed by the amount of people that tried to join the platform when they didn't own a dog. And at first, um, that wasn't really on my radar. I had really, because of my own dog sharing experience, had imagined that it would always work in a very reciprocal environment. You know, um, I'm going away for a weekend. Could you care for my dog? And in return, you know, I might, I might do that same favor back for you. But the non-dog owners were really interesting and incredibly passionate and often they would write me these long emails explaining, you know, their whole sort of life story with dogs. Um, I've grown up with dogs, I've had dogs in my family, you know, my whole life and I'm now in this position where I can't own a dog, I'm either I'm, I'm renting or perhaps I'm living in an apartment or I'm working really long hours and I, I really am very cognizant of the fact that owning a dog for me right now is neither fair on the dog or, you know. So when people wrote in with those very genuine experiences of why they couldn't own a dog and, and how much love they had for a dog and experience, um, I really felt that we were you know, missing out on a on an important part of this this platform by not including them. And so a couple of years ago, we also opened up for dog helpers. So these are people that are volunteering their time completely free of charge. They actually pay us costs to join the platform and then volunteer to their neighbours and their people in the surrounds to help out. So whether that's just a dog walk or a quick, um, and often, you know, we might have people like that that actually walk the dog with the owner for quite some time until the owner's feeling really comfortable. Um, and they're a really beautiful group of people because I think what we're creating is hopefully a little upstream to some of the rescue environments where allowing people that can't own a dog with some access to all of the joy and, as you mentioned before, the, the mental health and physical health benefits that you get from being around a dog without having to make that huge leap into dog ownership if they're not in the right position. Um, and we're also on the on the flip side, if we've got some dog owners who are just struggling for a little bit of extra care through potentially, you know, a busy period in their lives, if we're providing them with some great local um, budget-friendly uh, options for that care, then perhaps we'll have people that feel that they can keep their dogs rather than the need to surrender them. Yeah. Well, and it, as you say, it also speaks to the the need there is in the community to hang out with pets, even if we can't own them ourselves. Just quickly, Jessica, um, you've clarified that, you know, these are all volunteers. They, they pay a cost to the platform uh, to be part of the process, but they don't give money to each other. What happens mm. when the application is reviewed as part of the sign-up process? What do you need to show in order to uh, be declared suitable to join? So we have a human review process and um, on the safety thing, I guess 
creating a safe environment is super important to us and we really see it as a two-pronged approach. So there are certain aspects of safety that we as the platform provider can do to help create a safer environment. Um, But I would also say there's an element of personal responsibility that you need to take when choosing to use our platform. So the safety aspects we provide are the human review process. We allow users to report a user and we also lead by example. So we've tried to include plenty of educational articles Um, written for us by dog behaviourists, trainers and other industry experts. Um, But our safety checklist for our users includes things like creating a really honest profile, shortlisting potential candidates, introducing yourself slowly. Um, And then we actually hand over to our members to say, outline any specific documentation that you would like to view because what we found was everyone has very different understandings or requirements of what would make them feel safe in that arrangement. For some people, they've mentioned things like a working with children's check would make them feel at ease. Um, And for others, it's more important to just spend real time getting to know their match. So we say it's really on the members to say, this is the kind of documentation that I would like to view uh, and then leave it over to them. That sounds, yeah, like a really a tailored solution. I want to read you a couple of these texts, Jessica, that are popping in. One just simply says, grand dogs, <laughs> the grand grandkids of dogs, this is how they hang out with pets. Another says, I have a pet share arrangement with a friend. We each have her for a few days and then swap. Our dog loves it and it makes it easy for my friend and I to go on holidays because we just leave our dog with the other person. That's from Janice. Some really great solutions. Uh, Jessica, thanks so much for telling us about uh, the solution you came up with to see to meet this need in the community. Oh, that's okay. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Jessica Jansen is the founder of DogShare, an online platform that gets volunteers in touch with each other to hang out with each other's pets. You also heard earlier from Nadia Pierce, who's the Animal Welfare Manager at RSPCA in Victoria. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.